0: Welcome to Show Me Mike, a podcast about podcasting where I talk to other podcasters about their podcasts. You can find it online at goodstuff.fm slash smym or on Twitter at smym_fm. underscore fm. I'm your host, Chris Ends For this episode, I've got Kyle Roderick on the show, Good Stuff partner in Crime-er, and uh, we have another uh, sort of podcast network owner therapy session, as it were, talking about recent goings on here with Good Stuff. And also just talking about podcasting, production in general, and some tips Kyle has for an app to use to aid in production of a show. So stick around for that. Thanks for listening. If you want to be on the show, visit goodstuff.appointlet.com and you can be a guest on a future episode. For now, here's my conversation with Kyle.
1: Hello, hotel Wi-Fi yeah pretty much hotel wi-fi and uh like a completely 180 degree setup from the last time that i was here at wwdc do you remember uh when ray ortega retweeted me and called me out for that being a quote-unquote mobile setup right (laughs) yeah was that that was last year's wwdc that was last year's yeah. WWDC. This is a this is a pretty good time to uh, it, like reset. I don't know, re- reset your cash, redo your browser history, kind of thing, <laughs> you know, and uh, and just reevaluate your life. My it's, my coming to uh, my coming to Jobs moment, I believe.
0: Right? Yeah, <laughs> coming to Jobs. It's the jubilee time of year where all debts are forgiven right. and everybody <laughs> everything's wiped clean. We move on.
1: Mecca, I believe. Yep. Right. <laughs> shalom.
0: Uh, we'll just defend every religion. <laughs> yeah, why? Why not? Why not? Yeah, it's podcasting. It's, it's not the real thing. How are you? I'm I'm well this morning. I'm uh, I'm. Uh, this is the show, by the way. We'll just we'll include this in some form. Why as long not? As holds up. We'll we'll include it in the show because mm-hmm. I want to include. All right subject the listeners to as much good stuff as possible oh I don't have my soundboard going I need a ding
1: there's uh, take a drink
0: every time nope, you hear good stuff
1: no, yeah let's say. let's say sound cue cart see I, I've got everything running over here but uh, I have it going through audio hijack which is what Technically, I mean, if we want to get into the gear eventually is what is technically allowing me to have all this stuff sent over to you properly and record with Kenny and, and do that kind of stuff uh, here from the comfort of this probably uh, multiple person soaked chair that I'm lounging in. While you look
0: into that, I'll explain. So Kyle's coming to us from the, not from the WWDC show floor, from a, a hotel room floor near the WWDC floor. <laughs> and uh we're uh we we recorded uh, a few episodes back which I'll include in the show notes of course but a few episodes back we recorded an episode that was kind of like a podcast network owner therapy session as it were and so we thought we'd do a little follow up to that and uh and it just so happened to align this week that with WWC going on and um and the fact that I didn't have a guest today either <laughs> both of those factors uh align to allow for space and freedom in having Kyle join me, so as long as Skype holds up, knock on wood or whatever you knock on to help have Skype hang on, we'll be chatting about stuff. So, does it sound really terrible on your end? It doesn't sound super amazingly terrible. It doesn't sound super amazing. I I think the the audience will can attest or re- would remember you from the previous episode know that you're better than this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just just imagine my voice. This is this is what I sound like. I uh what I can do as well is uh what what we call in the business a double ender, and I'll just send that to you at the right. end of this whole So maybe spiel. they're listening
0: to this and we decided to use the double ender and uh they won't even they'll be like Chris is talking crazy again, doesn't know what he's talking about. Why am I listening to Chris talk about podcasting when he clearly has no right. clue what he's doing? Right. So um anything did you get to in the way of WWC keynotes, this isn't an Apple podcast specifically, but just out of curiosity, did you get to were you partaking in the keynote, or were you just watching it like the rest of us on on your computer hotel Wi-Fi? Nah,
1: i uh, I lived it like a normal human being. I didn't go into uh, didn't go into the keynote hall, whatever they call it, the Moscone Center over here. I saw people lining up around three a.m. I didn't see them physically with my eyeballs, but I saw the uh, the tweets on Twitter happening. So i I wanted to avoid that. That didn't. <laughs> I'm here mostly just to learn, you know, and uh, be be into the, the technical depth of all of the technology that they announced yesterday and just, uh, I don't know, absorb myself, be a sponge to the Apple knowledge.
0: I'm trying to think. There wasn't anything – oh, iTunes music and stuff and radio and, and things. I guess theoretically down the road you could see if the radio thing went off really well, they might do some sort of live – 24 7 podcast station or something i don't know
1: yeah podcast. maybe i can ask, ask you did you thing? one did you watch the whole presentation through to the end because if you did uh cheers to you sir but two is it one radio station like is it called beats one because it's one radio station well that's what it, i i
0: I'm still watching it, actually. It's still going, actually, right now. I don't know if you... Eddie Q is still talking about... <laughs> it's still going. favorite music.
1: <laughs> All the features. Just... Can but, I hear the next song in your, your uh, playlist, sir? Thank you.
0: <laughs> I just... I can't imagine they went through that. Like, yeah, the Drake part, uh, fellow Canadian um, Drake, talking for 10 minutes about how amazing he is and how happy he is to be able to bring <laughs> his stuff to, to the poor normal people out there um, right right and and the like the sort of triple speak or double speak of like there's never been a way before to reach people aside from youtube and soundcloud and putting up a website and putting twitter and instagram and you know like all these other avenues that artists have had and yes it's like like you know nicely packaged into one location but as if they're going to be still like not posting anywhere else like um
1: it it seemed it seemed like a really backhanded kind of thing to announce especially as a one more thing at the end of a developer conference they were like well there are these other apps which (laughs) ha scoff obviously aren't good enough there's spotify there's youtube there's whatever and now we're going to basically take the same model that all you find folks making money on the app store are doing and adopt that ourselves and be completely vague and unspecifically clear about how this actually works but that's just you know it works and i just i did not get a good vibe from any of that no it's the the radio thing there is going to be 3 radio
0: stations but just 3 based out of 3 different cities Is what I understood. (laughs) Three variations or three locations for Beats One Radio or something, which I don't. I still don't understand how that really makes all that different. uh, Um, you know, like they alluded to, even like there's internet radio, but it's just a bunch of playlists. Like, well, no, there's (laughs) there is actually people (laughs) who do this, do what they're doing, um, but obviously without the clout and the money and the celebrity power or whatever that Apple can draw on. But um, so I don't. I mean, from a the worldwide thing of everybody listening to the same thing at the same time is kind of cool and fun and makes for a great marketing thing but whether people will like people are t- tuning away from radio in favor of listening to their own music anyways it seems like an odd push um just because the, you can but just because you can put that on a device doesn't mean necessarily people are going to tune in any more than they would have before but we'll see i guess it feels like one of those things that'll be like a an afterthought afterwards like when it doesn't really pan out and uh, you know they can obviously track very closely how many people are listening and and where they are and stuff um anonymously or whatever without your data
1: (laughs) right well the other thing is too they've got the the whole uh itunes radio thing that has been out for a year or so maybe a little bit longer i can't remember if it was the last last announcement or maybe it was September or some other time. E- either way, they had this model of, hey, we bring you free streaming on-demand music that is either curated or is... Uh, created by the these you know smart genius genre calculator things, and you can play them back for free with commercials. There's NPR, there's whatever else. So they had some inkling of this previously, but uh, like you said, not an Apple Podcast. Yeah.
0: So who knows? We'll see. Um, yeah. All right, podcasting as it were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Show yeah, me your. You podcast. Know, but, but, yeah even before we get to this I've uh, I was perusing the internet this morning and I wanted to see if this was something that you do and maybe turn the tables here a bit uh podcasting listening to podcasts to help you fall asleep is this something you've tried uh do you do it on the regular if you do what do you listen to a a previous guest I'm trying
0: to remember now forgive me for not remembering who it was exactly but a previous guest mentioned that they do that um, and I've never thought of doing that because it, to me, it's like, um, I'd have to find a very specific kind of podcast to listen to that would help me fall asleep. Cause otherwise I generally, I can have it on in the background when I'm working, listening to a show where I don't necessarily care about every specific detail. Um, like interview shows like this one, for example, probably I would listen to in the background or sometimes this American life or, um,
1: fall asleep, love. Chris <laughs> fall <Exactly>. asleep, <laughs>
0: I'm um, looking through my playlist. so Like some of the, even the Gimlet stuff, Reply All and stuff where it's like, it's interesting, but it's not, I don't need to hear every little detail. And then there's other shows that I do definitely want to hear every little detail of. And so then I right. listen in a focused way, say, while I'm washing dishes where I'm not doing other stuff that requires my full mental attention. Um, But yeah, I've never... I guess uh, I guess being married for one, either I'd have to fall asleep to a podcast that both Sue and I wanted to listen to and would help us both fall asleep, or fall asleep with headphones on, which seems like a dangerous way to go to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a cable involved somewhere that you just would end up tangled up in, probably. Well. I, I haven't done this myself, but uh, I'm just checking out this uh, new, I guess, blogging thing that uh, Casper emailed me about, the the mattress provider, um, on different sleep things that, that uh, people are, I guess, interested in, science and news and um, this sort of opinion style piece here of what podcasts to listen to while you're trying to fall asleep. I, uh it would have to be the equivalent of a non funny version of Neil deGrasse Tyson uh talking about space, probably. That would be my ideal uh falling asleep material. But uh I've also been kind of considering uh this. I'm gonna send you into uh our shared robot here. Uh acoustic acoustic, acoustic sheep? Acoustic sheep sleep headphones. What did you call them? Um apparently uh, what? <laughs> they're uh, they're like a uh, a headband with built-in Bluetooth headphones, I guess that are what? supposed to be soft, where you can wear this and your your partner apparently doesn't. They won't hear it. So I, I don't know. Shut out the world and your uh the the love of your life, and uh you know, listen to podcasts. I guess is is what you should take away from this. <laughs> That's awesome. Just all I've been thinking about these uh, and what podcasts would go with them. I don't know. They recommend some like technical fly fishing uh, podcasts here. I think I would find some new stuff um, and find some stuff that I did not even know existed like this uh, multi-part series about trout streams. But hey, I wonder, maybe
0: I don't, I almost don't want to know, but if you, uh, if you do listeners out there, put this, put this show on to fall asleep to. (laughs) If so if so, I should so be we, should, we
1: should Yeah, we should wake him up with a uh, commercial break with uh, dance music behind it or something. Something crazy. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, this is another
0: little... Show me your podcast segues. Um, the, the Slack Variety Pack um, recently... So Slack, the company that everybody seems to be using and we're using for communication here at Good Stuff, they've put out a podcast called The Variety Pack Episode two was released recently. And as part of that podcast, they had a great segment um, highlighting how to produce a popular podcast and basically mocking, you know, all the aspects of uh, popular podcasts, particularly sort of the storytelling NPR style. Let's play a little sample.
1: You are listening to a single serving, single serving of the Slack Variety Pack. Welcome to the part of this podcast where we teach you how to make your podcast sound like all the other really popular podcasts. The first thing you want to focus on is how you sound. You don't want to sound like a reporter. You want to sound like a regular person. So use the word like, like, like a lot and you want to take pauses pauses that feel like they may go on too long all
0: anyway. right <laughs> i was laughing my head off um cuz i it it sort of pokes fun at the like the 99% invisible style npr yeah. um and like i which our podcast i love so don't i don't don't hear this and think i'm taking the piss out of them or whatever and think they're stupid or something or bad for but there is like that that style and which obviously is popular it's it's hard for me to talk that way or take really long pauses in my speech
1: (laughs) Talk that way can't deny it it's like everything's a question yeah i i i don't know i can't I feel maybe it's because I did work with Tim Smith on something where we were attempting to follow this same I, f- I feel like I'm doing it now I can't I can't get away from it. We <laughs> attempted to do this same sort of thing with storytelling and and reports and music behind it and uh interjecting quotes and things like that for, on for the record and so I all, I, all I'm thinking about when I hear these produced podcasts is what do the logic tracks look like, and especially now because uh, folks like Dan Benjamin, Mike Hurley, uh, Jason Snell are posting on Twitter, like, "Hey, this is what the uh, logic tracks and the multi tracks and all that all that stuff looks like." Um, that's all I can think about. I visualize how it is produced instead of listening to the content. I can't help it, and I don't. I don't know. I I don't know what to do. Maybe that's a symptom of just being inside of the podcasting world. And if you want to save your sanity, I suppose um, either don't listen to that or don't try to produce a podcast like that. I I, I don't want to tell you not to do that, uh, dear listener of this fine program, but um, that's, that's at least my personal uh, experience. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a bit of like the, once you know how a hot dog is made kind of thing, maybe, Yeah. but (laughs) you, uh, It's and it's tough because it's. I find myself gravitating from like one extreme of really enjoying the storytelling, say on nine percent invisible, but then also like, okay, why is Roman Mars always repeating what the guest just said with just a slight extra touch of gravitas and and weight as if it was that important when all the guest said was cheeseburger or something, you know? Right. um, Cheeseburger. yeah, <laughs> or sometimes they have like both the co- him and the co host repeat what the guest said, and and like, but anyways, it's 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 fun to pick it apart and and kind of like poke. I I always find anyways if if you're unable to poke fun of yourself in your own industry, you're probably taking yourself too seriously, and, and it's time to check check yourself before you wreck yourself. I think is what they right. say, but yeah. um, probably with you should have just repeated that after me more. With check yourself longer pauses.
1: Well, maybe maybe it's uh, maybe it's for the sleeping folks who you know they're they're half awake and they need to make sure they reiterate what that person just said. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe they know their listeners better than we do. There's a he Roman Mars
0: alluded speaking to him. He alluded to talking giving a TED talk, which I was going to watch just to see like does he talk this way in real life or is it my is it some like an affectation he puts on for the show? You know, as part of his which is fine. Like it's a performance thing. I don't have I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I definitely talk slightly differently here with you on this show than I do if I'm just talking to a friend or, you know, any of those kinds of things. There's You are sort of performing in a sense. but Right. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I just want somebody to follow me around and, and just repeat important things I say occasionally.
1: Occasionally. is what I'm saying. Sort of like a
0: parrot on my shoulder.
1: That, that, that would be okay. Just a, par- a parrot who could keep up, I guess. Yeah. And with... Without
0: the squawky sound, but like sort of like speaking almost barely there. But anyways, we're going way yeah, to try.
1: the par- parrot podcasting. I guess parrot podcasting,
0: parrot podcasting. That's a new programming mm-hmm. term. Um, one thing I want to touch on: we last episode when we had this conversation, which not this exact conversation, but uh, the conversation we're about to have of sort of the, running a podcast network therapy slash grape session slash. Mm-hmm awesome session uh is that we have determined it's going to be okay i i I was listening back to it earlier today and um as i do every tuesday that conversation um (laughs) i sounded rather maybe down on the idea and i think we we recorded that conversation right in the midst of a storm of like what the heck are we going to do next kind of stuff that was going on and we have had a lot of over the last whatever two weeks or so at least um just a lot of decisions made and sort of moving forward and things getting checked off on checklists and, and stuff like that and figuring out how to use GitHub and, and uh, Heroku and things like that. Um, that's me that I, I'm the idiot when it comes to that stuff. But, um, the, uh, well,
1: you're you're also the one doing a, 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 the grunt work on a lot of that stuff, and and grunt grunt in terms of like uh, oomph and uh, pizzazz, maybe, but not not the actual grunt, because I think that's a programming term that I myself right. am not familiar with. Gulp
0: and grunt, I think, are the yeah, two. That you, no, no you grunt idea. And, you gulp. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't say there's a lot of pizzazz, but we're we're getting there, and and uh, um. I think it, is, it has helped, like we've we've been running good stuff with three slash four people over for the last while, and we're now sort of to, down to two, and on the one hand, I think we alluded to in that episode, you know, it's a bit of like last man standing, goes down with a ship feeling sometimes, but also it has helped streamline stuff, obvi- like as it just makes sense with numbers, where there's three, it's easy to get deadlocked with a... Uh, three-way or tie or, or whatever in a conversation about stuff or you're waiting for a third to drop their opinion in or or give feedback or finish something whereas with two of us it's just easy to be like okay you're doing that okay I'm gonna do this and and moving forward and right. um, and I think um, it in as much as there's you could say there's a knock against Tim or Adam or whatever in the past who are here it was more just the factor of that being it's harder to do stuff with more people involved it's A lot of things are easier in terms of sharing the weights, but um, I could see it being if maybe in terms of advice for people out there, like there's certainly people you probably have in your life who you could probably do something with and you'd have a really easy conversation style with and be able to talk through stuff with. But at the same time, it's kind of like maybe getting to a certain point, a certain bunch of decisions made and then bringing people on board to go to the next phase or whatever of it might be easier.
1: Um, yeah, and I, I think there's some sort of, like, familiarity with a partnership-style um, decision-making process between the two of us. I I know I have been in a, a long-term relationship with the person I'm with right now, and it, it almost feels like that kind of thing where you and I need to make decisions. It's, they're business decisions, but either way, they're just decisions that I need to Uh, solicit your opinion, you need to solicit my opinion, we need to come to an agreement that is both beneficial for the two of us. There's a lot of like relationship dynamic around how that kind of thing happens. Now when you add a third or a fourth person to that mix, it's just, it's statistics really. It has nothing to do with the personalities involved or anything. It's only about, it's more difficult in that scenario because you're not necessarily always around that type of decision-making process or, um, you know, how do, how do you logically maneuver yourself around getting the opinions of four different people that are all part of this same group who may differ, may not differ. Um, I'm speaking in really vague terms, but that's just because, you know, there's, there isn't really a way to do that kind of thing. Um, you could come to a vote like you're saying, but a lot of times you get, you get deadlocked and, one person feels like the outsider while two of the people feel like they are going the right path for whatever the decision was, big, small, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, um, I know for me, like a, as a personality flaw, even the, the sort of the third wheel or feeling like the one without the two, other two or whatever. Right. Just outside of the good stuff thing, just in life in general, it has often been a, and probably I would guess a lot of people struggle with that. It, it feels but it feels natural to me because it's something I do struggle with. But like feeling like and then reading into things a lot, way more than you should when it's really just like the other two people are just getting some stuff done because we need to get stuff done, not anything personal against you or, or whatever, vice versa. And, but then also being overly sensitive. I find myself overly sensitive the other way of like. Uh, if I'm with two people, making trying to make sure that the third person's involved and, and understands why, what's going on, when really they are just like, okay, hey, just get it done. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't need all, the, right. all right. the the mushy feelings part. Just get your stuff done or whatever. So, um, yeah, and that's that's a great point too because I think if we were in, in person meeting a, at a coffee shop or, or, or having meetings in, in a boardroom or whatever, the good stuff boardroom, um, you can sort of hammer out a lot of easier stuff without – Doing some as opposed to doing stuff over Skype or Hangouts or whatever mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just kind of get in the way sometimes. So, but yeah, but anyways, I think that's uh, um, yeah, as far as the past and then going forward, one of the big struggles that we've had as a podcast network is just uh, like it stems from financials, so the ebb and flow of sponsorship money coming in and not coming in which then relates directly to obviously paying your bills and there's, you know, obviously hosting costs where as a network, we wrestled with the idea of, because our, we have a custom CMS built, created and built by Tim Smith, um, which you can license at ttimsmith.com slash CMS. I want to, I believe so. I'll check that. Um, and, uh, and you can have, you too can have this exact CMS for yourself. (laughs) um, yeah, there it is. and um, But then we were wrestling with, okay, it's, it's set up to host through S3, and S3 obviously is is great, except if you get really popular, and if a show gets downloaded a lot, and then you pay a lot, um, and we didn't have necessarily guaranteed funding coming in, uh, and so what do we do? And so we wrestled with the idea of switching back to like a WordPress sort of multi-site type of thing, and sort of started a bit down that road. And then now we're kind of switching back to continuing with the CMS that we have, which is again great cms for podcasting especially a podcast network i'd say it's probably overkill if you're just a podcast um but even there there is some a lot of of stuff that is makes things um streamlines a lot of the aspects of publishing an episode um even if you're just doing one podcast i suppose but um Mm -hmm. the uh the big thing like i was saying hosting media files where am i going with this oh yeah the We've worked out a, a great arrangement. I want to give huge props and thanks to the folks over at Feed Press, Alex in particular. Feed.press is the URL, thanks to the fancy uh, TLDs, is that what they're called?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Feed.press, um, they've helped move all our all the great shows. Oh, I shouldn't say that, so that's bad, because <laughs> we're not moving all the shows over. <laughs> All the great shows that Kyle and I like, so you can read into oh, wow and say, we don't, we don't like the other shows, which isn't true, right, actually. Right, right. Anyways, <laughs> we're basically streamlining things. We're going light. And uh, uh, and so as a result, hosts are basically deciding themselves for their show rather than the network deciding, do you want to continue the show? It's this much per month to host your show if you want. If not, no harm done. We'll, you can take your show elsewhere and do what you want with it. And then we're all going to sort of Go in together as a network still, or at a show level, to, in search of sponsorship. Um, sort of communist slash. Um, uh, what's the other one? Not communist. Why can't I?
1: Anyway, St- Stalinist, um, which is, I guess, communist, but different. Right. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: So um, I don't know what I was trying to say either. Um, but anyways the the folks over at Feed Art Press. Feed Press is the company. Um, they do they've been doing feed press or feed uh redirection feed hosting for blogs and stuff for a long time in the last number of months probably closer to a year uh they've added podcasting support as well and so if you've got like a wordpress blog for example easy to throw on their uh, wordpress plugin subscribe to their podcasting component and they'll give you great stats and stuff all as part of your Feed And it's nice because it keeps it separate from WordPress or from Libsyn or from um, any other company that, as far as your feed, it's easy to redirect it, manage it there, even if you change your hosting company yeah. for your website, yeah. et cetera. Um, I kind of jumbled through that, but any comments on any of that? I
1: No, I've been using those guys actually just to redirect uh, personal blog feeds and things like that for a while. Um, So it was neat to see them adding not only support for podcast feeds, but also podcast hosting, which is how we're going to uh, be moving forward with all of our MP3 files that you download here, this kind of thing, listening in your ears um, without necessarily thinking too much about you know can we cover the bandwidth month to month dependent on how many folks listen to this because it's it's almost counterintuitive we don't <laughs> we don't want people to listen to the point of it surpassing the income that we have for this because then it's not sustainable anymore then we cannot continue the show and we ran into that with transmission it was not sustainable given the the income that we had we were thankfully able to bring that back Um, this month, thanks to a sponsor being able to cover that, that bandwidth. Um, But, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to otherwise. So it it is really a game changer for us in that it's one less thing for us to think about. And really that's, that is kind of what uh, Tim CMS does so well. It's, there are so many of these like little things that are one less thing to think about, like the uh, adding links to your uh, show notes, the, It is one less thing for me to think about. I don't have to install this Chrome extension in order to create a markdown sheet with all the tabs that I have open right now. It's just sort of, I see the link, you click on the link and I put it in there. Just, you know, small stuff that this is sort of, it's not something that was built into it from the outset, but it is something that I think um, will help us and kind of keeping everything sustainable. It's, it's sustainability really is the key word going forward for you and I, Chris. And I think this is sort of step one in being able to do that. And as much as, you know, we'd love for all the great shows, as you said, to continue still being on the Good Stuff Broadcasting Network, It it is really up to the hosts and we want it to be that way. We want the shows that are creator-owned, creator-produced to either want to Continue their show on the network, or we, you know, if they are theirs to decide what they want to do with them.
0: Yeah. And, and differing in terms of the style of something like, uh, it's not that we'll take any and all shows then as a result of that as on the network, because there is a cost to setting it up and a cost to just maintaining it. And there's also, it still is, uh, it feels a bit like we're, we're jumping on the Apple music podcast or uh, uh, radio <laughs> bandwagon here now as far as like messaging <laughs> on, and let me, branding let me, let
1: me just show you my uh my favorite podcast here i'm going to play this snippet of one podcast <laughs> and exactly <laughs> but uh but there, there is like a good stuff sort of messaging and
0: branding or whatever and style that we want to try and build and and we want to have interesting shows that are interesting to us be a part of the network but it's less of that uh where a podcast network like a five by five maybe or um I'm drawn blank, sorry, like Relay, or there's others out there, many other podcast networks out there, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but where mm-hmm. it's like you bring your show to them, they'll help you take care of everything, the sponsorship stuff. And, but then your show might not be performing well enough. And so then it could get cut uh, or moved, or you want to, yeah, all sorts of stuff. And less of that kind of um, headache and overhead, you know, for our opinion, like the folks like Dan Benjamin stuff we talked with, they're doing a great job at it and enjoy the aspects of the podcasting stuff that they're doing. But for us, Kyle and I, in this situation we're in right now, anyways, it's more of we need this to be a, a fun thing. We're okay with doing some work and having it be a challenge and building something bigger. But day-to-day, we have to be able to not be – sorry, we, we can't be in it day-to-day right now. It has to be something that can run itself a bit more, both from a financial perspective as well as programmically, and just kind of like we can't be – running around chasing after sponsors right now it has to be able to go lean for a while and that's where we have to be I have to like I said give huge thanks to, the, to Alex and the folks that the, I, I say folks it's actually two guys at Feet Press which is pretty impressive for uh, just a two-person company doing this thing that they do because without them for the next year basically we we have a effectively they're they're sponsoring good stuff for a year with with some hosting and and support and stuff for, for for our feeds and so that basically allows us to do this and so it gives us a runway effectively of a year to determine where this could go and how we might get there and and what what might happen with it and so right um, like you said with it's a thing where like if you're if you're running your own a standalone podcast like maybe you're a podcaster out there and you're you're listening to this thing well why didn't they just go with Libsyn or go with whatever and we did investigate a lot of those other options and the problem is just a matter of scale where we have four or five six uh let's say six shows right now that are going to be moving forward and a single Libsyn account to manage all the, those shows including especially transmission which is like basically going to be a daily show the bandwidth or storage space just gets used up very quickly, and and so it's not that we are against the idea of using a Libsyn or using a PodPress or whoever PowerPress hosting and that kind of stuff, um, but more that FeedPress came with a great service, a great product, as well as some great support for us, and and uh, we're happy to throw, like I said, throw our weight behind them in terms of supporting them um as as a result so
1: and i think there's there is to this transference of services i guess and thinking a little bit more into how we can report back to potential sponsors or people who have already sponsored or you know continuing sponsors on our statistics well, who's visiting the website who is downloading? Where are? Where is Show Me Your Mic most popular? Is it Slovenia? Well, maybe it's Slovenia. You know, it's being able to get that type of information too makes a service like FeedPresses, and I know Lipson does the same thing, and um, I think even uh, Simple SimpleCast is, it, I think that's what it's called, allows you to do these like geolocation things and know which of the services. Are downloading your podcast the most, which podcast player, which application, um, where are you getting the most uh, traffic from for your website, stuff like that. I think these small incremental changes for the network, for good stuff, are sustainable, not just financially, but also in our workload. This isn't what you and I do full-time because... It just can't be. And I think you you had this conversation with your wife, too, where it's like the thing you want to put the most of your time into is the thing that you know is the hardest to get a return on. It's the thing that you cannot guarantee that you are going to get paid to do. And for a lot of people, and for me, it's a hobby. And some of, some of my favorite podcasts right now are actual uh, real true-to-life radio shows that are on terrestrial radio and I just love listening to the downloaded version of those shows. And those are people who get paid to do this on the daily. They are hired by giant corporations to syndicate their shows in multiple markets. Um, and we sometimes it's it's difficult to put all of this into perspective. All of which is to say, it's it's just not super important whether or not we're able to make money on it in these initial stages it's about us enjoying what we're doing it's about the it's about committing to putting more good stuff into good stuff and and just kind of trucking along keep keeping keeping on keeping on and I think one one of the purveyors of this idea somebody who I've really respected in doing this is definitely uh, Jordan Cooper over at uh, his multiple shows, all the great shows that he puts out. And he just, he shows up every day, showing up. And I think we're trying to get to that point, Chris, you and I. We want to show up. We want to have, you know, pretty valuable content. Content you and I enjoy putting out, having people on our uh, Good Stuff staff who show up, are interested in putting shows together, and continue moving this thing along. It'll... It will grow. It will continue to put stuff out, and it, that's just the way it's going to be. I, I don't. It sounds a little like existential, I guess, and and just like I don't know what it's going to be. But it it is. I don't know what's going to happen. It's it just is. I think that's that is the most important part for me right now. It just is. It exists.
0: Yeah, I think, and that it does sound like. Uh, on the one hand, maybe listening, you think well, they're not really trying that hard. They're just kind of like throwing it out there and stuff. And, and I think, like you said, we do want high quality shows. We do want to put the best we can into it, but we also want to acknowledge that life is happening around this and, uh, and maybe maybe we're making excuses. I don't know. We'll see. It's For me and, and you, I think it feels like, okay, this is now, I forget what we called it, version three or whatever of, <laughs> yeah, of good yeah. stuff, relaunching it in a sense, even though somebody coming to the website wouldn't necessarily notice anything different technically about it or whatever. It's not a huge rebrand or redesign or anything like that that we're going to do. But it is kind of just, a, all right, we're starting over again now and going forward. Here's what we need to do to sustain this and then... And then in a few months we'll begin to talk about growth strategies or whatever in quarter fourth quarter profits and other businessy terms that we'll get into.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, so I, don't, I don't know. I don't th- know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> the um, I wanted to say in terms of the sponsorship, and I think even numbers wise, it's tough. Like, uh, if you've listened to maybe if probably if you listen to this show, you're probably familiar with shows like Dan Benjamin's podcast method and and other podcasts about podcasts that are out there. You mentioned Ray Ortega's show, and the business side of podcasting is getting tougher and tougher and there's certainly shows that come along where they strike a right nerve and and have a intense production value and and things I'm thinking of like lore uh podcast that's uh a who's pre- guest on this show a few episodes back, has just been knocking it out of the park and getting huge downloads and stuff and and that happens from time to time for sure and and he put in the effort to get to that point and was also at the right place right time for that. But when a show like a transmission, you know, is in that two to 3000 downloads an episode space, it's at that awkward, like it's not big enough to be hugely popular, but too big to be sustainable at a cheaper price or at a money wise sustainable level. And that's what we were referring to. So when you're paying, you know, a hundred dollars a month for an S3 bill or whatever it ends up being that adds up over time and so that's why we're having to sort of just focus and 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 well and as go lean
1: as kind of uh i don't know humble braggy as that sounds too it's like some podcasts would love to have two to three thousand downloads per episode um but i think i think the general thought is that in in those instances there's this big divide there's this gigantic gap where major sponsors the money, the like dollar sign hashtag like giant money bag emoticon, like that type of money comes with podcasts who yes are doing those huge amounts of downloads and bringing the interest, and you can farm that kind of thing out to a mid roll, to a, an Archer Avenue, to whoever, in order to secure the sponsorship on your behalf because. It, it it is a it's almost a full time job to be able to search for these people, cold call these people, make the connections in the industry in order to make what you're doing sustainable. And to think for some of these shows that you could make the that top tier dollar the emoticon amount uh, based on a seven dollar per month Libsyn bill. Um, is is mind blowing the return on investment plus time plus whatever else you're putting into there, uh, paying your, you know, uh, hosting bills. You're paying your co-host. You're paying your producer. Whatever whatever you are doing, it's a pretty good return on investment. And I think that's what attracts a lot of people to it. But I think also at the same time that's kind of I don't know. It's it's the a weird sleazy part of podcasting, that's probably not a a great term, but it's part of the podcasting thing that I just, it gives me the heebie-jeebies sometimes where I, I don't want to reach out to a sponsor or I, I want to, you know, be kind to these people who are reaching out to us asking, you know, Hey, what are your statistics on your podcast so that we can know if it's a great fit for our business. And I, I wanna I wanna be fair, I wanna be balanced. It it's tough. It like fights and I'm sure you feel this too. It fights this inner need to just be a a, a kind person about that kind of thing. And um Yeah, we're uh
0: having a, an apologetic Canadian and a ultra polite American um as your podcast network yeah. heads probably <laughs> probably doesn't Bad serve news. us as well Bad sometimes. News. We're the nice guys, and we're sorry that I'm sorry that we don't have enough downloads for you right now. (laughs) And uh, I'll 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 deliver you some Saskatoon berry pie if uh, if you please just sponsor a network. (laughs) Hold on, you have your own berry up there? What you don't know this? You you got to do a bit more research on. I'll send you some Wikipedia articles on Saskatoon (laughs) berries.
1: Wow, I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. Wow, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Okay. there goes your net <laughs> it looks like a okay bl- one thing I know
0: right in the gear part we're okay podcast network therapy session over uh, all right this is where we have the different musical segue so right. to cue you into the fact that we're talking about something different
1: something different something different something different, something different.
0: One thing I wanted to ask you about that we've talked a little bit. I think we talked a brief bit about it and maybe I was just the dummy who didn't pay attention and then all the listeners went out and, and checked it out. But this app that you're using on transmission um, to sort of drive the show in terms of just like what we were joking about musical cues and things like that called QLab. And right. I finally sort of grokked it, understood it and was messing around with it and uh, just for it. Working out a different idea for a show, and I I guess I just don't ever hear it being discussed as an app in the podcasting world very often. It's probably something that's geared a little bit more for maybe radio production and or dramatic theater houses. It it allows you to do video as well, but queuing up audio for where you can set it for. I'll I'll do a butchering of the description, and you can do the professional version, but queuing up audio to have it you have your audio music for just like what you do in logic after in post production where you'd have an intro that fades in and then is full volume and then it drops down to like ninety percent or ten percent of volume for while you're doing your little intro and then and then it fades back up again to full volume and then it cuts out, fades out for the discussion of the show, let's say. And you can have that all programmed into qlab lab as a a template basically that you walk you through the show and then maybe you have a segment where you do want some background music and so then you can have that queued up so it, it just fades in from the intro and then loops back on a certain point over and over until you hit the cue to go to the next segment and that kind of thing and so is that what, what am I forgetting about QLab that does a better job of N- explaining
1: I think that that's a good explanation of of its Uh, I guess, core feature like that, that is what you would use it for. And it's specifically for, it says rich media designs for live performances and installations. So it's, it is very much focused on a performance aspect of whatever program it's being designed for. So let's say it's a uh, stage performance or it is a, in our, in our case on transmission, like a radio show, we would use it also uh, on, for the record. I know Tim uh, used it also on the East wing. It, it, it allows you to keep this very, maybe not very rigid, but semi rigid framework to your program because you can create what you were calling cues that allow you to move in between these pre-selected scenes. So it, it is, I don't know, uh, go over to uh 50 figure 53.com slash That's where you can find out more about it. It's free to use. That's the number one thing for us is that we're not paying for the basic bundle, the pro bundle, any of that, the features that you hear every morning on that program are the things that are built into QLab, and we spread out a couple of things like the soundboard onto um, one of their uh, partner products on QCart, but it, it it is all done using the free version of QLab, and it's it is incredibly powerful. There's a lot more features, things like controlling microphones, um, like you said, showing video. Uh, something called devamping. Just, they have industry terms listed in here that for the average user would be overwhelming, I think. It's like if you said, oh, I'd love to uh, draw a picture or whatever, uh, your instinct is going to MS Paint, but instead you get dropped into the latest version of Photoshop and you don't even know where to start. You can kind of poke around a little bit but dodging and burning uh, you, there there is no concept of of that in these more simple programs of just you turn on the recording you turn off the recording or you play a sound on a soundboard um that that's what this allows you to do it, it is the that more advanced version of it and I should say too I'm probably rambling now but um we started the production of transmission on a simply soundboard-based setup. So all of the first few episodes were me pressing a sound and then ducking it manually. Like you were saying, you go from 100% down to 30%. I would duck it manually. I would talk. I would then stop it manually and then play the next one. And that is... It's almost... I, I don't know what the analogy would be but it's like you are figuring out how to dig the hole with a shovel you know dig dig by dig I don't know what that would be but dig you're digging the hole by hand and then you realize oh the result of this is a gigantic hole I'm just gonna go get a big old tractor and take this out with one scoop like that that kind of idea is is what QLab allowed us to do on the pre built
0: thing right that was a terrible analogy but i i think people <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think people get what you're saying and i think that's all that's all i can think of just digging holes I i'm digging myself a hole here <laughs> <laughs> digging a hole. come
0: up with an analogy for digging a hole with without digging a hole yeah. i think that's where i i don't want to <laughs> oversell it too much or whatever but it, it feels like especially if you want to be able to do in effect, live production, whether you're like like this show right now, we're not streaming live, so it doesn't matter per se. I can go back in and, and add the the, the the audio in afterwards and, and things like that if there was more audio beds and stuff. But but what it allows you to do, even as a rough draft, and this is where I found it really helpful for a new show idea I had. I kind of built a rough structure in QLab of like an intro, talk for a bit about the show, and then queuing up different audio segments for this show and just like allowing me to effectively um what I would do you know for a website where I might just sketch it with a pencil and do a rough draft that way in audio form I find it I struggle with how to do sort of rough audio drafts and what QLab to me allows you to do similar to what you do with a soundboard but this is free so why not use it I guess is sort of build a rough structure, and then hit record and play on QLab and and sort of walk through the structure of the elements without having to have a guest there, without having to have any of those things in place, and just kind of, and then play it back and see, okay, does that sound right? Does that feel right as I'm doing it, having this music under here at this point, that kind of stuff, and then going back and tweaking it and, and sort of building your show out from there. I think it has huge potential for the doing the exact kind of show that we kind of mocked earlier with... Um, you know, the NPR style or whatever, and those kinds of things on a really cheap budget and um, is really powerful, can save you a bunch of time, I think. Uh, they're not sponsors of the show, so we're not pitching them it for that reason or anything like that. But <laughs> um, And there's probably, I would guess, there's stuff similar to it on Windows, but uh, in the Mac world anyways, I haven't come across something that works this well and is looks as good as it does too. That's the other thing, like, like the interface. Yeah is good and not just like old audio interfaces from the late nineties that a lot of audio stuff like Ambrosia Software Soundboard app is kind of just this janky looking app that functions well, but it's just kind of like Yeah. Um so that's that's my pitch on QLAB. Any any comments on how you've sort of any tips for using it it's specifically or um, one thing I know we, we wanted to do, uh, I, I like to ask questions and then keep talking. Um, one thing I thought about doing with you is like doing a, we'll do a screencast maybe or interview style video inter- screencast thing where you can effectively show me what you're doing with it. Show me your Q lab and, and then mm-hmm, people can watch mm-hmm. them. I think we'll, we'll put that out at some point here and you can watch, if you follow the show me Your Mic Twitter feed, um, definitely we'll, we'll it out on there and then and then also uh, obviously mentioned on a future episode of this show but um
1: yeah any other comments on KeyLab you know I'm trying it out I don't have yeah I don't have any good learning resources which I think would be a good way for you to get started with it Um simply because I was taught by once producer now co-host on transmission uh, Kenny and so I don't I don't really know how to get started with it and maybe that's I I can't offer anything uh, of value on that front, unfortunately. I'm sure there are some things on YouTube where you can either get started based on uh, Figure 53 putting out their own stuff or somebody out there is talking about it. If you follow theater production, though, that is probably what will get you most familiar with this setup. I, myself, came from a music production background, so a lot of the... Editing techniques, um, a lot of the sound uh, knowledge-based things around podcasting feel second nature to me. So the learning parts of getting familiar with these new tools or knowing which ones would be best for whatever setup you're trying to do or knowing how deep I actually am into this this beast of an audio production uh thing, whether it be QLab or logic or whatever. I, I, I don't have a sense of that anymore, unfortunately. So I don't know what would be good uh learning resources for most folks on this. But I'm happy to answer any questions that people have, uh email, the Twitter, whatever else. I'm definitely available to answer any questions or help you out if you're you know wondering is this right for my production style? I'm not doing live. Is this still going to be beneficial to me? That kind of stuff. And and happy to help. Yeah, I'm going to put a link
0: to, you mentioned YouTube. There's a, a site, and like you said, it tends to be a lot more for theater drama production stuff That I, what I've seen anyways with Q Lab. But there's one sort of tutorial series, five or six episode series that talks a bit about looking like, from an audio perspective primarily, um, for how to use QLab, so that'd be one to check out if you're at all curious and you've played around with oh, it. Good, are sort, of, sort of confused, but, um, but yeah, where can folks uh, follow you on on the web, Kyle? If they if they do want to have questions,
1: uh, Kyle Roderick on Twitter. Um, where else, man? You could you can email me to all, all just message me on on Twitter and all, uh, or DM me whatever whatever the kids are saying these days, and uh, I'll I'll send you my contact details and. Yeah, happy to answer any questions about uh, QLab or production or podcasting network stuff or uh, technical death metal. I mean, really anything. (laughs) Just throw that one in there. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh, we'll we'll do this again in in a bunch of episodes or so. We'll see see where it goes and um, and uh, if you have questions for. Kyler or myself, like you said, from a podcast networking standpoint or or just podcasting in general, we'd be happy to answer them on future episodes. I'd be happy to answer them on future episodes. Um, and uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, iChris on Twitter. Chris at goodstuff.fm is my email. I think I've given that out on here before. Um, yeah, I have. And if you want to be a, a guest on a future episode of Show Me Your Mic, goodstuff.appointlet.com is where you can go to book book an appointment. Uh, as it were, on a future episode. And if the times that are there don't seem to work for your schedule, you're in a weird time zone, or weird, I shouldn't say weird, a different time zone (laughs) where it's like three (laughs) in the morning for you, I don't judge people's time zones. um, I try not to. And uh, if that doesn't work, email me and we'll set up something else. Um, I am available at other times. It just helps to have a, a dedicated time Tuesday mornings for me to sort of primarily focus on booking in. It feels like a bit of the the interview uh, or people wanting to be on a show, maybe, I don't know if it's summertime or if it's just the people who are wanting to talk about their shows that are kind of drying up at the moment. And uh, and so I, there's guests and people who I've pursued and stuff to be on the show, but um, like we said, just in the interest of timing and and trying to schedule things and figure, figure all that stuff out, not always able to get them on in time for a future episode. So um, over the, the next sort of spring, summer, period here episodes of show me Your mic might be a little bit more sporadic because um, i don't feel like i have a huge um th- bunch of stuff to offer in value right now speaking solo like but um but yeah as as time permits and as there's an, as it warrants it we'll also uh, i'll pull kyle in and chat about good stuff stuff as well from time to time and so if you're at all interested in that like i said have questions comments let me know I think that's everything for this episode. You can uh, visit patreon.com slash iChris if you'd like to support more of what I'm doing with podcasting. Like Kyle mentioned, there's an episode of my daily show that I do where I do ramble solo, uh, if you're at all interested in more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, hey, I,
1: I dug it. It was a good one. Yeah,
0: it uh, where I actually brought my wife on and we chatted through just... It was formulating the idea of a podcast like I talked about earlier of something I'd like to build it kind of branched out into just a broader discussion of supporting this podcasting habit slash addiction um and uh and just a perspective from outsider uh, well my wife is an outsider but <laughs> someone who's living in the real world while I'm talking to a microphone and dealing with yeah all the fun of that so check that out if you're interested Link will be in the show notes or goodstuff.fm slash dailyish. And I think it was a recent episode, episode 102 or 101 or somewhere in there. Um, I think that's it. So thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.